Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a gorgeous Saturday morning. And uh, glad to have everybody here. Got a lot to talk about with uh, Darlington last weekend and Dover coming up and Indy getting getting cranked up. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. Running around all morning in Inman eating breakfast and stuff. Well, you know, good breakfast. That's one of the main meals of the day. Yeah, it is. It's a good one whenever you eat it. Yes, it is. Morning, Greg. Wonderful day outside for racing. Tickled to be here. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. And I didn't know you felt bad. Well, <laughs> that's right. You weren't here last week, were you? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. I, but anyway, y'all handle it. Great show. But, uh, yeah, d- doing good. Doing good. And we got some, some great guests coming up. Well, who do we have while you, while you got the mic there? Uh, we got a guy that's uh, synonymous with the Indy 500, uh, Mr. Johnny Rutherford. Three-time winner, Johnny Rutherford, Lone Star JR. That's it. He's one of the best guests. We've had him on every year, and uh, he's definitely one of my favorites. He's uh, very well-spoken, and he went up there last year, and he uh, is just a great ambassador for the sport, and he's a good man to talk to. Morning there, Ronnie. What are you doing? Good morning. I'm texting Daredevil. <laughs> okay. To tell tell him that of course his wife will have to read it to him. Well that was that was my next question. <laughs> that uh we think there may be something wrong with the stream, but we don't know what it is. Because the switch was flipped. Oh, well it's working now. Oh is the stream working now? That's what Lanny said. Oh, okay. That's what I just told you. You didn't see me tell you that? I was not paying attention. Paying attention. All right. Well uh some interesting happenings down there at Darlington as far as the 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 main race, the Goodyear four hundred, they uh Man, they tore up some cars there at the beginning the way they were. i never seen one hit the wall head-on like that and bend the front end up underneath it like uh, Al Marola did right there. I think it was like the sixth lap. And uh, he hit that thing a ton. Yes, he did. And uh, you watch most of them old cars whenever they hit that wall like that. All four tires just kind of raise up off the ground. But the front two weren't even touching anymore. And it 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 happened again later in the race. Yep, yep. It bent the front end underneath the... Like the engine compartment, and the front wheels were off the ground. I never seen anything like yeah, the, that. Uh, the splitter was under the tire. Yeah, and uh, but then the last half of the race, they uh, there weren't any more caution flags. They had quite a few in the first half, but that last uh, hundred something laps, they went all the way. None, no cautions in the last segment, which I think was like a hundred a hundred nine laps long, and uh, and we had another winner. We actually picked a winner, and uh, who was that? Let me think. 
Mm-mm. I believe it was my guy. Yeah, Ronnie came up, with, came up with Truex, and he's got a... He's got two wins, and the rest of us have none. So a heck a, of a lead. That's a healthy lead right now. And uh, then in the Xfinity race, Jeremy Clements had a good run and finished sixth. And then uh, they moved him up to fifth, and then they moved him back to sixth. So, uh, But, Alan, what was the, the nine cars you were saying just now? That's one of JR Motorsports cars. What I didn't quite understand what they had done. Uh, something about rear suspension, giving it a little bit of rear steer and stuff. But uh, like you said, they re- I, t- I text you and said, well, you know, if JR J- Motorsports has got uh, three cars and if they are all team cars, how come they didn't catch the first two, which was first and second in the race? Well, that, that would be seven car of Algar and uh, eight car of Josh Berry. Maybe they didn't do it. Uh, mm, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's a, maybe it's not such a good idea, and they didn't do it. So you know, I don't know. I mean, you you make a good point, but um, I mean, like Penske's got four cars, uh, got four cars, right? Well, I know Hendrick does. Would they do the same thing on every car? I mean, do they are they they don't have any? Independence to, to do something a little different from car to car, or they sit well, down at a table they, and say, We're all going to do it this way. Well, they kind of show these cars and send the team cars, and they're all in the same shop within three foot of each other. If I'm sitting here working on one car and I'm looking over at the other car, kind of like sitting on pit road, or Greg members on pit road, the garage area was so tight that you barely could get the jack in between the cars on, in the garage area. And whenever these boys raised these cars up and they had the rear tires off of them, all you had to do was look over to the next car and see what was going on half the time and uh, kind of kept everybody honest or, I ain't going to say honest, but see what was going on with the other car. Yeah, and it was tight. And probably the upcoming race at Dover is even tight or Dar- Darlington's tight. Uh, I've seen pictures of those garage areas. Well, I used to hang out in there a little bit back in the 80s when I was going to a lot of races, the 70s and 80s, and there there wasn't any room between those cars in there. No. I mean, I don't see how you could even work on one hardly. And uh, don't get me wrong, if you looked at the garage area, your, your stall position was ranked high. You was in points during the race, so it kept all your lead cars first in the stalls, and... Uh, that was another one of my problems with NASCAR in a way. I mean, I'd like for them to split them cars up or whatever to where he might, you wouldn't have them all grouped up together. Yeah. Well, they got a little bit more room now, I think. Than they, they've modernized a lot of these places. And, uh, yeah, they're at Dover this weekend. And Indianapolis is at Indianapolis on the road course. And we'll get to this a little bit later. But did you see who won the pole for that road course? The old Haas Formula One driver that almost got killed in the last race last year, Roman Grosjean, who I uh, told you, um, where, where racing that has those uh, three cars, 51, 52, and 53, that are usually at the very back of the field. That's his car. And so he's got him a pole position. And it was a quite a surprise. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. He's uh, actually uh, driving that car. Uh, for that team that's very underfunded and to beat out Penske and all those other teams on the road course at Indianapolis is a pretty big deal. But getting back to Jeremy, he uh, so he he lost spot again in the standings. He's back to 10th now. 
but he's bunched up where he can, uh, he's pretty close to being able to uh, uh, catch some people in front of him with a little bit of luck. And Xfinity runs this afternoon, and it's all opposite the Indy cars. So uh, Indy qualified yesterday, and they run on the road course today. Of course, it's a... Uh, that always looks funny to me coming up the straightaway the wrong way and then and then cutting off to the right when you get to the fourth turn. It's, but they had a, a good race there last year. That Xfinity race up there last year was incredible. But anyway, they both start about the same time this afternoon. So uh, that's a little bit of ratings competition there between the, the two disciplines of auto racing. And um, did you go anywhere last week, Alan? You were toying with going somewhere. Uh, no, my recliner fell off good. <laughs> my wife, actually, my wife went and got me out of coat and come in there and laid it on the, on the floor right beside me. And she said, this, you've been talking about going to the race. She said, there's your coat. You need to get up and go on. And I said, uh, we'll see. So I guess she was trying to get you out of the house. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, um, any, I thought everybody's wife wanted them out of the house. <laughs> my wife's never in the house. She's always working. So, uh. Um, I don't know. I, I was thinking about that the other day. I know when we lived in Miami with my um, Abuelito and Abuelita, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, they spent a lot of time with us. And um, especially when the kids were young, they would babysit. And they couldn't wait for us to leave. I mean, it was like, they get mad. They said, are y'all going or what? Well, of course, they said it in Spanish. But uh, <laughs> it's like, get out of here. If you're going, go. If you're not, then take us back home or something. So, uh, anyway, I know how that works. Um, what else is going on? My son, Jake the Marine, he came back from two months in California yesterday. So, he's back on this end of the country. Uh, they've been training out there in the desert. So, um, hope he never has to put any of it to use. They're going to uh, Japan in August. So, uh, hopefully, I'll get to see him sometime. But I... Had very little communication with him while he was gone, and it's glad to have him. It's good to have him back, and he may be listening this morning because he tunes into the show every now and then. And uh, it was a lot of lot of action to recap. Yeah, they we can't. Got, which well, this isn't television; they can't see and nod your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got had a lot of local action going on last Saturday. All right, and we'll get to that in just a few minutes. And uh, last night too. Okay, well that sounds good. Uh, well, that's, uh, I tell you what, we are a little bit ahead of schedule, so why don't we just go ahead and take that first break right now? Um, we're about four minutes early. We can take the break and come back and let Alan do his thing, and then I'll recap some uh, Cup and Xfinity, and um, then we'll talk right up till Deb probably calls in for, uh, for her piece. So uh, let's take a break. You're listening to Start Your Engines. On Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. 
Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80. That's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy, and now they've got sauces and jellies. Did I mention ice cream cakes? This place has everything, and when we want to have a movie night at our house, or reward a good report card, or just want something sweet like our favorite, the Oreo popcorn, our family goes to Colonel Time on Reedville Road. Favorite song in the yeah, hysteria. I love it. Well, uh, Lanny, looks like we'll be coming to see you after the show since I forgot to start the recording. And this is a good opportunity to thank you for all you do. Lanny McKinney maintains the Budmore website. He does our podcast. And he um, does our Facebook page. Just a general all-around good guy. All-around good guy. And we're going to come... Pay our respects to you as soon as the show's over on our way to Applebee's. I guess we're going to Applebee's, aren't we, uh, Greg? Yeah, I mean, uh, they know they know what you, you can do and what you can't do, and they look after us. <laughs> you know, they, 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 Okay, we'll, we'll go to anyway, Applebee's. We, we, Applebee's the best place, and, and we'll, we'll sit down. Or, okay, gotcha. What, whatever it takes. Well, um, I hope you plan on sitting down. <laughs> yeah. What you got there, Alan? What, what? happened locally okay. last week and last night and okay. tonight? Well, we're going to start off at Harris last week. They had eight divisions of racing up there. 
on hand up there. They had the 602 late models, plus they had the big mid-east modifieds up there. So we'll start off with the mid-east modifieds. First place went to Stefan Medulla. Uh, second went to Andrew Durham. Third went to Jeff Robinson. In the Young Guns division, first place went to Caden Personnel. Second went to J.J. Coggins. Third went to Tristan Henderson. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to Madison Hoots. Second went to Justin Barber. Third went to Kyle Geis. In the 602 Late Models, first place went to John Ruggiero Jr. Second went to John Price. Third went to Justin Walford. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Justin Watts. Second went to Charlie Mander. And third went to Scott Hendricks. In the front wheel drive division, first place went to Bradley Williams. Second went to Randy Hill. Third went to Josh Dawson. And now let's go over to the crate sportsman division. First place went to Jesse Smith. Second went to Andy Madison. Third went to Jess, Jesse Walters. And the Renegade division, guess who won? Uh, was his name initials B W F? W F. Wally Fowler. He's getting hot. He's getting hot. Is that that new car? That's that new car. Oh, okay. Second went to Josh Burgess. Third went to Chris Stedman. Okay. Now, D- Does anybody protest Wally? Uh, um, does he ever have to uh, stay till 4 o'clock taking it apart? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a yes or no question. Uh, some, uh, you know. It happens sometimes. We, they argue kind of like uh, Noel Grayson did last week. Okay. Uh, we might get thrown out, but we might get reinstated. We might do this. We might do that. All right. Well, he's winning. He's winning. That's all that matters. And uh, move over to Cherokee Speedway. Sixth Division Racing. They had the big Chief 40 over there. But we're going to start off with the Extreme 4 Division. First place went to Chris Meadows. Second went to Trent Blackwell. Third went to Travis Langford. In the Crusoe Street Stock Division. First place went to Dalton Peavy. Second went to Caleb McLaughlin. Third went to Blake Pryor. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Steve Green. Second went to Blake Bentley. Third went to Daniel Massey. In the Young Gun Division, first place went to Landon Davis. Second went to Brandon Freeze. Third went to Walt Waddell. In the Super Sportsman Division, first place went to Cade Langley. Second went to Chris Jackson. Third went to Bailey Laughlin. And now the big Super Lake Mall Series had 40 laps of racing. First place went to a local driver, Anthony Sanders. I'd like to congratulate Anthony on a good run over at Cherokee Speedway last Saturday night. Picking up at $5,000. That goes a long way. I bet it does. Uh, second went to Ben Watkins. And third went to Ross Bales. Now we're going to move over to Travers Rest last night. Travers Rest Speedway had seven divisions racing. And the Thunder Bombers division. First place went to Justin Barber. Second went to Blake Bentley. Third went to Brandon Satterfield. And the Christmas Street Stock Division, first place went to Brandon Satterfield. So that means he finished third in Thunder Bombers, jumped out of that car, run over and jumped over in his street stock and won. So not a bad night to finish first and third. Nope. Second went to Jake Jackson. Third went to Blade Edwards. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Justin Waltz. Second went to Randy Cantrell. And third went to Scott Hendricks. In the Young Guns Division, first place went to J.J. Coggins. Second went to Bryson Lindsley. Third went to Trenton Jamison. In the Renegade Division. Okay. First place, new winner, Scott Cannon. Uh, might have heard that name before, Scotty Cannon. 
and drag racing. Oh, okay. But now, for some reason, I guess this boy decided he's wanting to go round and around. He's starting to turn left. And second went to Tony Pierce. Third went to Kenny Hudgens. Something happened to your guy last night. He only finished 12 laps of the main event. Wally Fowler. What happened to him? I have no idea. Hadn't hadn't had time to check on him this morning. Okay. Well, Uh, can't win them all. No, you can't win them all sometimes. That makes him three for five. That's not too bad that I know of. That makes him four for six. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, In the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to Justin Barber. Second went to Blake Bentley. Third went to Brandon Satterfield. In the Pure Stock division, first place went to Kevin Nation. Second went to Jonathan Coles. And third went to Dwayne Worley. Uh, In case y'all missed some of this... uh, they had the big super late models at Brownstown, Indiana on Wednesday night. First place was Kyle Larson. Second was Tanner English. Third was Jonathan Davenport. Kyle Larson driving that number six car for Kevin Rumley and him. That's a Longhorn chassis. And we talked to the... Terry Labonte. Terry Labonte and Bobby Labonte. You know, and I meant to ask you this last week. Did you go up there and buy a couple? Uh, you were going up there with some fella to buy a couple so, of Longhorns. Uh, he hadn't called me back yet. So, oh, okay. Uh, he's, uh, I don't know what what the deal is there. You know, some kind of, usually it comes down to money issues. Yeah, they don't come cheap, I bet. They don't come cheap. And uh, talking about Kyle Larson up at that racetrack, in the first heat race, he run a 13.73 second lap. You can't be serious. Yes, I am. To run a 13-second lap on dirt, uh, that's getting around to you in a rocket. What is this, a quarter mile? Uh, probably by three-eighths three eights okay. at least. Uh, whenever you're going to start 24 cars, yeah. and they super late miles, and you don't want to start them on anything probably less than a three-eighths of a mile. You talk about a quarter mile, man. They'll get stacked up in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, now we're going to get to some of our local racing, which is going to be going on tonight uh, over at Cherokee Speedway. They also going to have the 604 Lake Models over there, along with Street Stock Division, the Super Sportsman Division, Stock 4, Young Guns V8, Extreme 4, Thunder Bomber, Pure Stock. Pits are $30 to get in. Stands is going to be $15. Gates are going to open at 430. Drivers meeting at 7 o'clock. Racing right after. And we're going to move up the race tr- up the road to Harris Speedway, just right on up Highway 11. Up there tonight, they're going to have the 602 Late Miles up there, along with the Renegade Division, Crate Sportsman Division, Thunder Bombers, uh, Pure Stock, Front Wheel Drive Stock, uh, Thunder Bomber Futures, and Young Guns up there. Pretty much the same thing. Pits are $30. Stands are 15 Kids 12 and under get in free. Gates open at Harris at 4 p.m. this afternoon. Driver's meeting's going to be at 6.30. So uh, still a little cool out there for some reason. I don't know about this weather, but uh, makes a lot of good racing on these dirt tracks whenever you can look out there and you kind of see them. When the track sits out there for about 10 or 15 minutes in between these heat races and it, you see that moisture come up in it, Boy, it makes it fast for about three good laps. I I thought uh, Harris was up two twenty one. 
Well, either way you want to go there. You can go on up 221, you can go up Highway 11. But, uh, okay. I didn't, I didn't think 11 about, went up that you, far. You must have went up there by old Clyde Dedman's store. Remember Clyde Dedman's store? I remember the name. That was. But he, I. He used to own the racetrack, or used to run the racetrack up there. I don't know if he owned the racetrack okay. or not. But uh, used to used to go up there and used to race on Sunday afternoon up there. And he used yeah. to write you a check. Or if you hurried up and got out of the racetrack, you could go by his store. Would he cash it? His wife wouldn't. <laughs> he would He'd give you the he check would, and his wife would, wouldn't cash yeah, it. Yeah, he would give you a check, but she could run to the store before she closed and you could write your name on the back of that check and you'd hand it to her. She said, I'm not cashing that check. I said, well, she, it's your husband. She said, that's just it. I know him. <laughs> Mike, uh, Greg, pull that mic over there so you don't have to keep leaning. Anyway, it, I tell you what happened. That check went into her hand and straight into her pocketbook. <laughs> the way most women do it, but anyway, but uh, she wouldn't. She wouldn't give me cash money for that check. But uh, you know that. That's just the way you know. There for a long time. If if you just look back at the history of Harris Racetrack, at one time it was dirt. Then it went to asphalt. Yeah. Then it went back to dirt. Well, they moved it. It used oh. to be over there in the woods. Well, they 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 had the asphalt track here. Then they decided they're going to build them a little bit of a longer dirt track over here but for some reason that didn't work out because when i wrote that first book on the silent speedways the the one that i showed for harris is back there in the woods with pine trees growing up through the concrete grandstands and everything it's on up on up the hill there as you're well i'd say as you're coming into the track it would be to the left behind you but you can still see it up in there uh I was fooling around on, uh, as I do just about every night on YouTube, um, looking at races and different things. They got some, there's people really putting some stuff on there that I've never seen before. And they've got some color footage from Harris that I watched a couple of races last night or night before last heat races with, uh, and I, these are the cars I remember up there. Charlie Blanton had a silver number zero and, uh, Preston Humphreys had a green number 44. And those were about the only two names they called. They showed a lot of other cars, and they actually looked familiar. There was like a like a 52 Chevrolet that was red and white. I remember that car. But, uh, you know, and it shows the whole heat race, and a couple of them have sound, and a couple of them uh, don't. You remember when they used to, at, at supermarkets, they would have uh, these games where you get a card at the supermarket, then you go home and watch this racing show, and if you had the number on the card... Horse racing, Win Dixie. Yeah, but they used to have it for auto racing, and they'd show a lot of races that you you wouldn't know probably who won, like USAC stock car and uh, and stuff like that, Indy car, sprint car. Well, the the one that they showed that I was talking about with Charlie Blanton and Preston Humphreys, at the end of it, it said, "So check your card. If you had number zero, you're a winner." And that was Charlie Blanton's number. So it was. Somebody had recorded this off the TV or something from one of those supermarket shows. And uh, I had forgot they used to do that. And I, I used to love that. <laughs> I, I did too. And I remember. Community Cash is where we got ours. Go ahead, yeah, Greg. Well, say, yeah. Well, what happened is, is, is Community Cash done it with the racing thing. And Win Dixie done it with the, the horse racing deal. And you get the ticket. And hey, if you won, I mean, they gave you free groceries. A pretty good prize. But uh, it, it, it was interesting. It was something to do. It, it, I remember it came on Saturday, 
Saturday oh. afternoon. Saturday afternoon, right after wrestling. <laughs> that's right. You're exactly yeah. right. And that's when I actually watched wrestling and yeah. uh, with uh, Billy Two Rivers and Bolo and the great Bolo. And I think there was a Art, little Bolo. Art Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Gene and Ole. Gene and Ole, that's right. Uh, who was that guy that was the promoter? Um, I don't know, but big. Uh, I, we watched it on Channel Three, and Play, Play Big Boy, Bill Ward Gary, was the Playboy Gary Hart. He he handled uh, uh, Ric Flair and all that. I, I see when Ric Flair came along, I got out of it. I was, I guess, I'd outgrown it by then. But I re, I remember the we, old guys that used to come here to the Spartanburg yeah. Memorial Auditorium. Yeah, we, we back in the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> well, Don Canova, who used to be buddy buddy next door neighbor, was uh, Jeff Bodine. He actually fought out here. Okay. And well. he, uh, Don Knoble, and he actually held the title a couple of times. But, well, I don't uh, remember that, but uh, the name kind of rings the bell. I, I, yeah. He, I'm a, he said he had more fun and more excitement in Spartanburg than he did anywhere. Oh, they used to pack them in up there. I had an uncle that went every every night, every uh, Saturday night. Never it, took me, took my brother. It, it was an exhibition, but i tell you what. You better be in pretty good doggone shape. You're going to crawl in that with one of them monsters. Yeah. Don't tell them it's fake. It might be scripted, but don't say anything about it being fake. No, I said it's an exhibition. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, that it? But that's pretty much our local wrestling and local wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> of, of your. Yeah. Of way back. Um, the 25T still sitting over in the corner? It's still sitting over in the corner. Mr. Wilson's calling, giving me a fit, too. Won't know uh, what's going on. And uh, it's it. I. I sat out there in the recliner this morning, kind of looked over at this other car, and I got thinking, I said, I might can make a few changes on this car and and go race a little bit. Well, we want you out there. And uh, I, I want you out there and get Danny and Jada out of Lake Greenwood Lake and Greenwood. get them they, back on the, the dirt. They they back down at Lake Greenwood this morning. Well, and, uh, they need to go from have, water to dirt. From water to dirt. All right. So that's all you got? That's pretty much all I got. Okay, we still got a few minutes left here. Let's go over to cup action from last week. And we, as we uh, discussed, it was Darlington. And uh, fairly exciting race in the beginning, but they just couldn't, they couldn't quite run uh, Truex down. I thought Larson had a shot at him there at the last, but uh, he just sort of, he didn't have it. It was like somebody told Truex, you know, it's time to go. And he went. Well, it, it looked like that. Larson had something extra that the other guys didn't have, just not enough to get up to Truex. Yeah. Because he, he was slowly closing. And then when they got in the, the lap cars right there in those last few laps, yeah, he couldn't get around them. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Truex just said, heck with this. I need to get on out of here. And he did. Uh, keep the mic there. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, were you, are you the one that texted me about Kyle Busch being all upset and been out of shape. Yes. Well, what was that all about? I'm not real sure. Well, I, I, what it looks like was they took a picture of him as he after he got out of his car. He finished third, and uh, he was frowning and all unhappy. And he got mad at him for posting that for NASCAR using that picture with some caption, you know, about yeah, like him being upset, which made yeah. him upset. Yeah, that's like <laughs> he wasn't upset till they upset him. Well, that's it's like you never <laughs> tell a, a woman to calm down. Because <laughs> if if they were calm, they're not anymore. I want my driver to be upset if you run third. I mean, if you ain't first, 
Everybody you got work to do. You got work to do. I mean, that's uh, that's part of it. Well, uh, Truex won it. He led uh, 293 of, I'm sorry, he led 248 of 293 laps. So I say that's pretty much domination. Kyle Larson was second. Kyle Busch was third. William Byron fourth. Denny Hamlin fifth. Kevin Harvick sixth. Chase Elliott just can't quite get it, get my car up there. Was seventh. Ryan Blaney eighth. Chris Boucher with another good run was ninth. And tenth was Ryan Newman. Um, as I said, they tore up a few cars early in the race. Uh, Eric Amarola crashed, and Cole Custer, his teammate, had one just about identical to it and bent the front under his car. Uh, when, um, and Kurt Busch had a nasty one there on the front straightaway. So, uh, if memory serves me correctly, I think he had some help, didn't he? Well, he got a little tight getting up off the corner, and uh, like you said, got a little help from the rear where yeah. you have to check up and... Uh you're not expecting that man to check up in front of you down straightaway. <laughs> no, no I, I, I think they call that a brake check or something. Well, that's a... But that's usually when you got somebody uh, you're having a scrap with out on the track. I, I don't think uh, I don't think he potentially brake checked him. I don't even remember who it was. But let's look at the standings. And uh, once again, the drivers with wins are at the top of this list, separated by the... Uh, Stage points. However, Truex has got three wins, so he's a solidly out front. I'd say he's going to make the playoffs. Second is William Byron. Third is Joey Logano. Fourth is Ryan Blaney. Fifth is Kyle Larson. Sixth, Brad Keselowski. Seventh, Kyle Busch. Eighth, Christopher Bell. Ninth, Alex Bowman. And tenth, Michael McDowell. All those guys have won a race. So uh, the next uh, six that have not won a race yet. Denny, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, Austin Dillon, Chris Boucher doing a real good job. He's getting a 10th place, a top 10 finish every week just about. And Matt D. Benedetto is in the 16th position. Uh, the other guys that are close, not quite there, looking in from the outside are uh, Tyler Reddick and um, Ricky Stenhouse. Ryan Newman and Kurt Busch. So they got a little bit of work to do to break into that uh, that top 16. Well, something I was just sitting here thinking about is that Truex really dominated the race last Saturday. And I, I would go so far as to say it was the, the biggest domination since the days of guys that would win the races by 10 or 12 laps. Yeah, and he's bad about doing that. You know, he did that at Charlotte a couple of years ago and uh, really stunk it up. But... We need to take a break and come back. We're right on schedule now. And uh, see if we can get a hold of Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this and you want it to sound like this there's the pass to Leitner puts it up 
then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We are the home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit at UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Law in Fuel of Chesney as a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. This is Jeremy Clement. And you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6 for fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lou, Asheville Highway in Inman. When you see McDonald's Golden Arches, it's easy to get excited. It means something delicious is about to happen, like trying the new crispy chicken biscuit for breakfast. It's made with crispy, juicy, fried chicken filet on a warm, flaky biscuit that's baked to perfection. Now mix and match the new crispy chicken biscuit, sausage McMuffin with egg, or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Get any two for just $4. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. Fine, thank you. Well, how was how was Darlington? Oh man, I tell you, it felt so good to be back in the garage again, and you know, be back to. It was real funny because. You walked in the garage, and, and some of the crew people were looking at you like, well, what are you doing here? Well, you know, and I don't think a lot of them realized that, that the garage had started opening up at Darlington, but it was it was quite nice to be back in the infield again and and feel semi-normal. Yeah, we Even talked more to you, normal now. Yeah, we talked to you last Saturday, and uh, you were doing it from your car, so uh, um, it sounded like with the... The costumes and the festivities of Throwback Week, it looked like a real fun time. It was. It was. It was really nice. And, and like I said, it for the first time, it felt like you were kind of normal again. 
And then they decided yeah, to have yeah. a 400 mile race, and uh, it was kind of one sided. I thought the. Now, I, I know a lot of people probably think I just, I'm one of those that likes a lot of crashes. I don't like a lot of crashes necessarily, but um, the first half of the race was pretty exciting. They bent up a few cars, but the last, uh, that last uh, segment, there were no cautions, and uh, it, we were just discussing it. It looked like uh, Martin Truex, well, he just dominated it. And when Kyle Bush, uh, I'm sorry, Kyle Larson started closing in on him a little bit, he, he just checked out. Well, that wasn't necessarily the way it was. That, that's probably the way it appeared on TV. It but, is. Um, <laughs> well, you tell but, us how it was. Know, that, that's the problem. Uh, you know, and you don't really get a full picture of the race from TV like you do if you're at the track. Because, you know, if you're at the track, you can watch all different races going on in the field and you can look and see how that driver's taking turns one and two or turns three and four. And, of course, Darlington's such a unique track with it being egg-shaped. You know, you can't pass everywhere. You can only really pass. There's a rhythm pass between turns one and two and then... You can only go too wide through three and four, so it's a whole different track. It's more racing the track than it is racing the competitors. And, of course, as you know, through the years when it carried the nickname The Lady in Black, it would lull you into a sense of security and then reach up and put you in the wall. So, you know, there what happened towards the end was, of course, Kyle Larson said in his post-race interview he felt he was, he was too patient. He should have been more aggressive when he had that opportunity to pass Martin and then try to slide up in front of him and then hold him off the rest of the way. So he felt that he wasn't aggressive enough. But, of course, that move he made when he shot between Newman and um, yep. Reddick, yeah, that's moves you just don't make at Darlington. You know, it's um, because that track is so narrow, you really technically can't run three wide. But for him to do what he did there, everybody did a double take and it right. kind of took a deep breath. But um, he said later that, you know, he had to do it because Reddick and Newman both raced so aggressively and are so difficult to pass. He knew if he didn't take both of them right then, that he probably would not get another chance. And he also knew that to get by both of them was the only hope he had of getting to uh, Martin Truex. But, you know, I think maybe one thing that, that got overlooked is the successfulness that Martin Truex Jr. and his crew chief, that team has had this year on the high horsepower, low downforce tracks because they're the only multi-time winner this season. Their three wins came at Phoenix, Martinsville, and Darlington, and all three tracks are very critical in the playoffs because Darlington kicks off the playoffs on Labor Day weekend, Martinsville determines who goes into the Final Four, and then Phoenix determines the champion. So... It's really, you need to look a little bit behind the scenes and look at the pattern that's being established. That's why we have you on the show, Deb. That was brilliant. That was really good. That, that is super good, Deb. Uh, 
uh, just like Well, you. thank you. And if you want to read more about it, you can go to my story <laughs> well, that I wrote on racingtoday.com. And you, you feel free to, to, uh, to tell us what, where we can read your stuff, your, uh, your writing, because uh, you, are, you are the one. I tell you what, that was great. Going three wide, I was watching race real close. First of all, I thought it was a pretty good race. Uh, but the bottom line was he, he had to make that move. And you can't make that move. I've never seen it done. I mean, I was, we watched Days of Thunder and all this stuff. Going three ride wide where he did, he had his momentum. And how he done it, I don't know. But he got it done. And, 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 and that stunned me probably to the end of the race. I mean, it just really did. But, yeah, if you're not there, the best view I've, I've ever seen far being live was a few times i got to sit up in the suite you know you know with daddy and stuff and you could you could tell real quick who was driving the car to ride line and who wasn't you know in tv you about can't do it i mean it just ain't the same is it Dale? no it's not and you know i think that's where a lot of people who have never been to a race or they, their only way of watching a race is on tv and it's just so limited because, you know, I mean, let's face it. you got to be taught how to watch a race. And you only do that by going to a race in person. And if the leader has a lead, then you watch all the other racing going on back in the field. Or you, it's, My dad taught me how to watch a race. And he'd say, now watch there. You know, something's getting ready to happen because of the way those cars are, are running and the way they're driving and all and there's just so much more involved when you can actually sit there and see it in person. And I encourage everybody to not just rely on TV and judge a the quality of a race by what they see on TV. And going back to that three-wide pass, to me that took several things at one time. It took, one, he had the car to do it. He had to have the self-confidence to even attempt it and a ton of intestinal fortitude oh yeah oh yeah and uh of course the way everybody was describing that intestinal fortitude was a little bit more blunt that we <laughs> yeah well i, I thought i would clean it up for the radio <laughs> you you did a, you did a really nice job with that <laughs> but um yeah and, and the interesting thing was when kyle came in to the infield media center and everybody was asking him about it and all i mean he took it as just well you know i'm a race car driver i saw that's what i had to do and i did it it was very matter of fact and nonchalant from him which speaks volumes to his talent but you know there's another thing that came to my mind in watching that race and, uh, Greg, you would probably be one to tell me if I'm off base or not. But when I saw Kyle Busch, as, he's such a talented race car driver. And when I saw him tag the wall, and everybody's talking about, particularly on TV, oh, you know how bad this is for him and takes him out and all that. And he comes back and finishes in the top ten at Darlington. The first thing that came to my mind was he's talented enough to tag that wall to where he can change the aerodynamics of that car 
with the sheet metal to where he won't get a penalty like Newman did a few weeks ago when they caught one of his crewmen adjusting something during a pit stop. And he said, you know, my, my thought was these drivers are used to doing this with the sheet metal, but next year they're going to have the composite cars. Yeah. And those composite cars aren't going to bend like the sheet metal. So I'm just real curious to see, you know, they're used to maybe changing their aerodynamics with the sheet metal and tagging the wall a certain way or whatever, and they're not going to be able to do that now. Uh, Am I off base, Greg? No, Deb, you are exactly correct. And uh, there's there's no denying it. Uh, Just like years ago, you know, if somebody done something, uh, out of the ordinary or whatever, yeah, you know, we all know about it. But uh, that, you know, we was always scared of tire problems. I saw some tires tearing up down there. That used to be when hit tires started tearing up, everybody got so scared because with this weight, just didn't want to get nobody hurt. But no, as far as a driver bumping and changing aerodynamics a little bit, they're good enough to do that now. So you're, you you hit nail on the head. Well, those are some very subtle changes, and you got to be a you got to be a good driver to pull something like that off. Uh, we're getting kind of close on time. Let's get our picks in. We did have a winner last week, Deb. Ronnie picked a winner, so he's. Uh, I knew we would. Well, I thought we would every week, but Ronnie's uh, he's running away with it. He's got two, and the rest of us have none. So uh, uh, that's because he had Truex, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he has. He's had him twice so far. So uh huh. But feel free to pick him. We'll let you go first again if you want Truex. Take him because you can't. Necessarily keep the same guy all year long. No, no. I was going to say I'm been focused on drag racing. I'm actually here at Zmax Dragway right now. Oh wow! Um, let's see. Who do I want this weekend? Um, well, it's a no half really hour. Saying. It's a, a two hour show. Yeah, I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I got an interview with Alexis DeJory at 11.15, so, um, oh, let me go with, uh, well, I'm trying to think, there's two crew chiefs at Penske that are not there this week. Um, let me go with Chase Elliott. Okay, got my guy, so I'll have to do something different. Chase Elliott, by the way, the starting lineup is Truex, Hamlin, Byron, Larson, Harvick, Kyle Busch, Blaney, and Chase Elliott. And the fifth row is Logano and Boucher. Boucher doing real good. Ronnie, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to dance with what brung me. I'm going to stay with Truex. Greg? I'm going to dance with my buddies at 21. They do. Okay, that's uh, Di Benedetto. And um, Alan, what do you think? I think I'm going to go with Joey Logano, 22. All right. Well, I'll take uh, the guy I used to fight over Nelson with uh, for, and that would be uh, Keselowski. He's starting back there pretty far, but uh, I'll take him anyway. And the pick is in from uh, Lanny, and he wants Larson. So uh, Ain't a bad pick. I think that's about everybody there. Mm-hmm. And Jada, I guess you'll go with 11 again. Yeah. I uh, got about a minute for you, Deb. What can we expect at Dover? Well... It, you know, Dover, of course, is a very demanding track. And when uh, Daniel Hemrick and Bubba Wallace were out here 
get in the field of a funny car and a top fuel <clears throat> the other day they were talking about the the g-forces that are pulled there you know pretty much during qualifying but um you know it's going to be a, a draining track it's going to be tough and demanding and um you know it's the monster mile so whoever the monster wants to chew up and spit out it will <laughs> and it usually does uh because there's just it's it's like banked all the way around and there's just no nowhere to safely slide without hitting something somewhere pretty much well deb you have fun at the drag races that's great that you're up there uh i guess that's not too far from your home so that was like a like a trip to the grocery store or something to to go to the drag races like a busman's yeah, holiday. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's nine miles from my house, so, yeah, it's not a big deal. Okay. Deb, you're the best. That was some great insight on Darlington, and uh, um, you ought to write a book on on how to watch a race, or at least an article, because that was, that was very well stated. Well, thank you. That's a good idea. It is a good idea, and I because I need that. obviously yeah. I need to read it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Deb. You're the best. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Have fun. Appreciate it. Right. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. And that's Deb Williams. Uh, She's the smartest woman I know in racing. In racing, we got to get otherwise this down. too. <laughs> she that was that was pretty good. Uh, no, um, I, I don't have a wife or a girlfriend, so I can say it like that. Well. Because I don't have to appease the, anybody. That's right. But I wouldn't worry about being p- politically incorrect about it because uh, I don't see anything incorrect about that. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, about five minutes from now talking to Johnny Rutherford. Uh, we, uh, we've had him on every year we've had the show, and he's just a great interview. And hopefully uh, this year will be no different. But she's up there. I think the drag racing is on tape delay. Uh, that's for the, the four wide. And I did try to get Bobby Bennett. I asked him if he wanted to come on the show last night. And he said he'd let me know. And I guess he still let me know. So, uh, might be kind of busy. Well, he might be. But we could still stick him in at, uh, you know, about 11 after Johnny Rutherford if he wanted to come on. But um, we'll, we'll play that part by ear. I guess the um, the weather's going to be good for all the racing at the drag racing. I don't know about uh, Dover. I think they're, I looked at the map, I think they're pretty much in the clear. And uh, Indianapolis, it, if it's going to rain, let it rain there. And your brother, I guess, has got a car running at uh, Mid-Ohio this week. Mid-Ohio. With, uh, with the WeatherTech series. So uh, there's a lot of racing, and we're going to get to a bunch of it Um uh, after we talked to Johnny Rutherford, the um, the weather tech, of course, in Indianapolis, which those two are in the Midwest, if it's going to rain someplace, let it be at one of those because they don't care. They'll go <laughs> ahead and run in the rain, and uh, um, none, none of the rest of these uh, series will. I know that uh, Indianapolis is going to try to have a lot more people than they had last year. I, I think I read that for the 500, they're going for 40% which is like 135,000 people. So that's still a pretty decent crowd. But we're going to come back after the top of the hour and talk to Johnny Rutherford. You're listening to Start Your Engine on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Our website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. And here's what you need to know. An end of an era in the NBA. 
The New York Post reports legendary announcer Marv Albert will retire at the end of the playoffs. Albert called his first NBA game some 58 years ago and was a soundtrack for so many great moments, including Michael Jordan and the 1990s Chicago Bulls. NFL Jeremy Fowler reports now former Broncos offensive tackle Jawan James is strongly considering filing a grievance through the Players Association over potential lost wages of up to $10 million after tearing his Achilles away from the Broncos facility and then Denver releasing him yesterday. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. A few years back, when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1498-3 FM. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. The Hub City Farmers Market is open every Saturday from April 3rd through December 11th. The Hub City Farmers Market features fresh local produce, meat, and dairy products. You can also pick up artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday features live music and activities for the kids. Shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, part of the Northside Harvest Park at 498 Howard Street. Open Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon, April 3rd through December 11th. 
Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Kaposi Glass Mart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Kaposi Glass Mart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Kaposi Glass Mart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glass Mart, helping your team win. A new store is coming to Spartanburg. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods will open their doors in June at 2601 East Main Street, Suite 21 in Spartanburg. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods will carry a vast selection of clothing for the whole family, as well as lighting, small appliances, kitchen gadgets, and much, much more. So mark your calendars for early June and come out for the grand opening of Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods, 2601 East Main Street, Suite 21 in Spartanburg. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods will be open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday starting in June. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And it's my great pleasure to introduce, for the fourth year in a row, three-time Indy 500 winner, former champion, Hall of Fame member, Johnny Rutherford. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning. How are you doing there today? Well, we're fine. And I don't want you to get the idea we're just in Spartanburg. We're all over the world on the Internet. And uh, <laughs> anybody can tune in and listen to us. And we're so proud to have you on the show. Yeah. M- Mr. Rutherford, this is Greg. Uh, I know normally we talk to you, uh, but what have you seen different since you got there as far as what Penske had done to the road course or whatever? But, I mean, what do you see that you like and don't like over what changes uh, we understand they made? Well, it's, uh, you know, we've been here for, what, two days now with practice on the road course, and it's, it's, uh, I think for the team that I'm representing, McLaren, uh, they have, you know, each team needs, needs the time to be able to sort out their cars. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's, I think, what's happened. And, and right now they're, they're struggling, uh, in practice. And, you know, it's just, that's racing. You know, you, you, you either got it right on or, you better figure out what else to do. Well, and, and I think one of the other things that Greg was driving at was, uh, you know, as far as the track itself, you know, uh, it, I know Roger Penske, when he took it over, made a lot of improvements. And uh, he, I, I read one time where he said every time he goes out, he sees something that might get, use a coat of paint or a, or a flower or something like that. How does the Speedway look? Oh, it's magnificent. We we came here last august to run the 2020 indy 500 and 
it was amazing. The place looks brand new. It looks like a brand new facility with everything that Roger has done here. It's just magnificent. Well, that's fantastic for a track that's, uh, what, 112 years old now. 100, 105 is the right. This is the 105th running of the Indy 500 this year. Right. Yeah, Mr. Rutherford, uh, it's just it's just amazing what all goes on there. But uh, the Indy 500 is the race. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, we got the Le Mans, we got this, we got that, we got the American Race Daytona 500. But nothing holds a candle to the Indy 500. Is that not correct? That is correct. That is. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, we started 100 and, oh, this is the 105th year. And uh, the people that started it were in the car business. And a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize or understand or know that Indianapolis was going to be the car building capital of the world back in the, in the teens and 20s and when cars were built. And even Henry Ford started here with his cars. And then he went to Detroit. To uh, start, you know, his business there, and uh, everybody followed him to see what he did with the the, uh, the the production lines and so on. So it, it's uh, Indianapolis was was to be uh, the Detroit of, of the United States, but it, it didn't happen. But they did have the Indianapolis 500, the Motor Speedway. And they and, built a uh, lot of cars there, like Marmon and uh, Duesenberg and quite a few oh, others. Yes. yes. Everything else was being built here the, the, other than, than when Henry Ford left for Detroit. Uh, that was that was it. And everybody just had to follow him to see how his production line worked and how, what to do. Johnny, I've got to ask you this. Uh, and I watch old indie races on YouTube, and I've got them on DVD, and I just... Uh, it's it's a religion almost for me. I love Indianapolis, and I went. I saw all three of your wins. I, w- I went from eighty. I went from seventy three to eighty eight, uh, all except the year Sneva won. But looking at all the changes that have gone on there, I wonder. I mean, I th- was watching a race last night from Indy. I think like fifty five or something. Do you remember the old oak tree or whatever kind of tree that was in the fourth turn? Yes, I do. That was that was. Uh Scorched pretty good when uh, in in '64 when Sachs McDonald crashed. McDonald crashed and hit the wall by that tree and it erupted into flames. You know, his right. car just burst into flames, and and Sachs and I were right. You know, I was right on Eddie's tail, and he went up. You know, and hit, and uh, I was one of the lucky ones to get through the thing, but. Uh, Anyway, that yes, I remember that big tree. Was that a sycamore or was it an oak tree or do you know? I mean, it's kind of a trivial point, but I was looking at, I, I was watching uh, a 1911 race and it's in that picture. I mean, it was there and I think they probably took it down. At, I, I watched 66 and I don't think it was there in 1966. So it was there forever. Yeah, yeah. it might have been, might have been scorched enough that they figured it needed to come down. So. Anyway, a lot of things have changed around here, but the the, the racetrack and the, the uh, all the facilities are just magnificent since Roger bought the place. 
Well, I got to ask you one more question now, and this one's really off the wall. When they redid uh, the garage areas, I know a lot of, I read where a lot of people got some of the doors. Did you get a door or do you have any any memorabilia uh, from the old days? I've even got a brick. I I have the two doors from the garage that I won all three of my Indy 500s from. That is fantastic. That's the answer I wanted. <laughs> and they're hang they're hanging in my shop uh, against one of the walls. And uh, yes, it's it's you know I really treasure those. That's fantastic. Go ahead, Greg. That, that is that is unreal. And and I do remember about the tree and some of these details and stuff. But uh, it, it it's just it's just unbelievable. I mean, like I say, Perry's got a brick. Uh, I got it right on my desk. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I got. I, 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 we went up there with stock cars. I think I got cussed out about all I got. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> For being there. Let me, you know, I tell you something else. I was once again watching uh, YouTube, and this was, I think, Wednesday night, and I came across. It must have been one of the last races they ever ran at Reading on the dirt, and you were doing the play-by-play or the lap-by-lap with a Char- Charlie Jones. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. You were good. You were very good. That was an NBC uh, sports. Uh, yes, that I, was that was when I I was with Charlie, and and that was our first show together. And uh, he just before we were to go on air, he asked me, uh, you know, what I thought. Well, I told him what I thought that this and this and this and this. And when we went to air, he said everything that I told him, <laughs> and I learned right then: never talk to your your anchor about what he needs to say or what what said. So anyway, well, keep the good was, stuff uh, for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I I learned a lesson right there. You were still driving uh, at that time, though, weren't you? I partially. I was still looking for the ingredients for a team to, you know, to uh, match. Jim Hall or or McLaren. So anyway, uh, yes, it was uh, it was that period, and I didn't know whether I wanted to do that or keep driving. And I it was getting harder. I was the last Indy five hundred I did. I was fifty years old, and uh, you know it just just you know it's uh, uh, the way it. You know, the way it was, you, you could just go as long as you wanted to, but then the car owners started saying, well, no, we need a younger guy that'll last this longer. So, <laughs> anyway, well, that's, the, that's the way it was. Johnny, in that last race that you ran there at 50, did you get the feeling that your reflexes were starting to let you down or anything? No. My reflexes are still good. You well, know, I can... Yeah, I can catch something before it hits the floor, and I, you know, and <laughs> yeah, you know, your reflexes are, you know, uh, just whatever you know. You keep active, then they never fail, and that's uh, you know, that's just the way it the way it is or way it's going to be. So, no, I feel good. I you sound I great. Physically, probably couldn't last very long in one of these new cars, but. Uh, uh, as far as you know, eyesight and everything, I still have great vision, and that's part of that's 
part of the key to success is the hand-eye coordination. You know, I watched the movie Winning last Saturday night. Um, <laughs> and uh, you pop up two or three times in there with your... Uh, that was that was done in um, 68, I think is when they filmed that. 67 or 68. Because he it drove was, Bobby Unser's was, car yeah. in the movie. And uh, Paul yeah. Newman did. and But you're, you're in there quite a bit walking by and... Wishing him good luck and all that sort of thing with yeah, your yeah. close cropped hair. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, that was that was quite a deal. We Paul had a a little a little house trailer he brought in, and uh, every evening after shooting, uh, those of us drivers that were involved in the thing and Paul Newman would gather in that little trailer with several cases of Coors beer was the sponsor at that time mm-hmm. and uh, he would pick our brains and hit how he he got ready for that movie is to know how drivers think and talk and everything Paul was quite a guy yeah and he turned out to be a pretty decent racer because I think winning is what actually got him uh, hey, oh, you yeah, know, hands he, on he would do some shots with the camera car on, on the track here and uh, uh, when they'd get through with the shot, they'd, they'd finish up down the front straightaway, and and the camera car would slow down and move over, and we could hear him going flat chat up the back straight you know, <laughs> with the car. So uh, yes, he was uh, he was the, probably the best amateur driver I've ever seen. Did you get to know Robert Wagner too, who was sort of the bad guy? Yeah. Yes. We, uh, we all, you know, talked and they all liked to, to, you know, know how we talk and, and what we do and everything. So, yes, that was part of the, you know, part of being an actor is, is, uh, knowing what the role is. Well, I didn't know you were actually going to be up at Indianapolis when we got you on the phone. So, uh, just have a blast up there. And, uh, I, I know it's just like, to me, it's like Christmas. I mean, this is just my favorite time of the year, just knowing that Indy's coming up, and, and I know it's got to be triple that for you. Well, yes, it is. You know, I've been coming here since 1960 was my first time here to watch the race, to watch that great race between Roger Ward oh, yeah. and uh, Jim Rathman. Anyway, uh, you know, it's it's been part of my life, and of course, I met my wife here, and she passed away two years ago. Bless her heart. Beautiful and, uh, lady. Betty and I had, had, you know, a lot of fun times, good times uh, here. And, and uh, it's, you know, being here is not, not the same for sure without her. But, uh, you know, time marches on. And uh, anyway, I'm, you know, just uh, enjoying myself here. With the uh, you know with the friends that I that, that are still around and the visit with AJ and Mario and everybody pretty regular but uh, oh I've got to anyway. ask I've got to ask you one thing before before you go we lost Bobby yeah. Unser a uh, week before last I think uh, any special thoughts you'd like to share about him oh Bobby was uh, was a great guy uh, as long as you did it Bobby's way <laughs> uh, he, he was he was uh, you know, uh, a racer, you know, and that's the, that's the best thing you could say about him. You could say a lot of them are drivers, but Bobby was a racer, you know, and, and, uh, he and I were rookies together 
uh, here at the at Indianapolis Speedway in 1963. He was in the Novi. Uh, yeah, he did. Drove the Novi and lasted two and a half laps, hit the wall. And uh, I had a mechanical problem in my car. Uh, clutch started slipping and it wouldn't pull the car. So, but anyway, yeah, Bobby was Bobby was uh, a great guy, and uh, uh, he was always. He was very upset with me in in '75 uh, when the rainstorm shortened the race by just a little bit, and I had made a pit stop. And Bobby, you know, whoever it was here, Dan Gurney, the owner, said, you know, stay out. Looks like rain is is here, and he did. And and I came out in second, and and I told people, told the press, I said, I listen. I think if it, it had not rained, I would have won the thing. And uh, anyway, it it really Bobby got hacked about that. He he just didn't, you know. And he made statements about it and everything. And anyway, the next year we were we were here and we had a meeting uh, that we went to for a Goodyear threw a little party for us. And of course, him being winner and me being second, we both got up to speak. And uh, I told everybody, I said, you know, last year's race was was a good race. Uh, it was too bad it was shortened by rain. And obviously, I'm going to say or think that I could have won that race had I not stopped or had it gone on to the end. But when you pick up the record book in 10 years from now or 50 years from now, and it Look who won this race. It'll say Bobby Unser, and I finished second. Anyway. And that was it. Bobby got up, talked a little bit, didn't say anything. I was out on the pit row walking toward the north end of it, and, and uh, I felt his hand on my shoulder and looked back, and it was Bobby. And he, and he grinned and winked and nodded his head at me, and that was it. <laughs> well, if you had, I know you've got a busy schedule and we can't hold you much longer and I'm amazed uh, Perry's knowledge I mean I, I thought I know a lot about a lot of things but you're one of the best you are the best interview we have every year that, I, I agree no with doubt. that but there's only one thing I can say thank you for coming on and there's one word well, to describe you hero well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And it's always good to talk with people that know about what you're talking about. You guys are, are very knowledgeable, and, uh, and uh, uh, I may may try to get some of your videos to watch some of the old races. Oh, man, that would be great. You know, and I was just going to point out, if you, you won it in 74, the year before the rain, so if you had won 75, you'd won three in a row. And uh, yeah. that's never yeah. been done. But look, this is the fourth year of our shows, the fourth year you've been on, and you've been fantastic every year. Have a good time up there, and please, uh, please come on again next year for us. Well, you just give me a call. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Johnny Rutherford. Lone Star Jr. Man, I tell you what, that was that was great. Perry, you asked questions that that, that was amazing <laughs> about <laughs> the oak tree. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it was a sycamore though. I, I, and 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 Johnny remembers the whole thing. Oh, it was I famous, mean, and it did get burned in the crash. Yeah, but y'all and, and I didn't know he was right on Eddie Sacks' tail. Oh yeah, he pushed him through it. He says in the book. 
Uh, I think I let you borrow it one time. Black Noon, the year they Black stopped Noon, the 500. Yeah. He, Eddie drove for American Red Ball, a moving company, and he had a big glow orange circle on the top of his helmet. And he said when they went into that fire, he could see Eddie's head moving back and forth trying to figure out a way through it. Of course, he didn't come through it. He got killed in the wreck. And in fact, they had to take the car to the garage to get him out of it. But Johnny went through and went all the way around the track with uh, flames flickering. And uh, he found the air horns off of uh, Rutherford's car. I mean, off of Sax's car stuck in the bottom of his. And Sax used to drive with a lemon in his mouth on a string, and they found it um, when Herb Porter opened the engine compartment to Johnny's car, they found that lemon on the string in the, inside of uh, Rutherford's engine compartment. It's it's wild, but man, what a great interview, and he remembers all that. But we got to take a break. We're about five minutes behind, but once again, he said, okay, this needs to be quick, and we got him for uh, about <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> so, uh He's the best. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and uh, actually just sort of shoot the bull to the finish. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 AM and 98.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts 
with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80, that's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy, and now they've got sauces and jellies. Did I mention ice cream cakes? This place has everything, and when we want to have a movie night at our house, or reward a good report card, or just want something sweet like our favorite, the Oreo popcorn, our family goes to Colonel Time on Reedville Road. Welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines, and we're going to take her to the finish line from here. Um, our, wait a minute. Nope, we got one more after this, don't we, Ronnie? Yeah. One more. All right. Well, let me do Xfinity real quick here. And um, they ran the Xfinity race last Saturday in Darlington. And as I said, Jeremy did very well. He sort of had a floating finishing position there because he, he got moved up to fifth there for a while, and now he's back to sixth. But Justin Allgaier driving uh, for JR Motorsports won the race. Second was Josh Berry driving for JR Motorsports. Uh, he was second. Third was Brandon Jones. Fourth, Noah Cragson. Fifth, Daniel Hemrick. Sixth, Jeremy Clements. Seventh, Michael Annette. Eighth, Brett Moffitt. Ninth, Ryan Siege. And tenth, Alex LeBay. Uh, they had that problem with the rear suspension, was it, on uh, Noah Cragson's car. So, uh he was disqualified and sent to 40th place. Jerry jumped, Jeremy jumped up to fifth. Then they had the appeal, the hearing, and he won the hearing. So he's back to fourth place from 40th real quick, and Jeremy went back to sixth. So let's take a look at the point standings here. Um, Austin Sendrick is still in the lead. He's got a 39-point lead over Daniel Hemrick. Third is Harrison Burton. Fourth is A.J. Allmendinger. Fifth, Jeb Burton. Sixth, Justin Haley. Seventh, Noah Cragson. Eighth, Justin Allgaier. Ninth, Matt um, Miat Snyder. And tenth is Jeremy Clements. So he's, he's dropped a couple of spots here. Uh, let me go a little further. Eleventh is Brandon Jones. Twelfth is Michael Annette. Of course, they take the top 12 here for the playoffs, not the top 16 like Cup. Uh, Jeremy is in tenth place. He is nine points out of eighth. I'm, I'm sorry, out of ninth. He's 11 points out of 8th, and he's 16 points out of 7th. So he could still jump up with a real good finish. And also, on the good side of things, he's got a 20-point lead over 11th and a 42-point lead over 12th. So there's nobody really close behind him, and he's way out ahead of, uh, uh, and uh, and he's right on the tail of the people ahead of him. So uh, he can move up. He can move up and... He just has to have decent finishes to stay where he is. If he wins one somewhere, and we got a lot yeah. of road courses coming up, yeah. even extra road courses this year, which he's extra good on, um, that that settle it right there. Yeah, we, we have talked for several years about what if with Jamie. This new crew chief 
that he's gotten this year yep. has really made a tremendous difference. Yeah, because yep. if you look, he used to use, he used to lose spots on pit stops. Now he's not only not losing them, he's gaining. Yeah. So that, that I think it's been a great. And the more they get used to each other, I think the better it's going to be. Plus, another thing, he's not tearing up no race cars. No. If you're knock not on wood. If you're knock on wood, but if you're not tearing up on race cars, guess what you can do through the week now? You can work on making your car faster. Yeah. Instead of rebuilding a race car over here in the corner, trying to get it ready, now you're just, you're just getting ahead of the game. Well, I heard him say this week on, uh, they have him every Wednesday, by the way, and he's live, and I'll, I'll publicize it. It's our radio station yeah. at uh, J.R. Rockers downtown. They have him on open mic and uh, with Clary and the guys. And he uh, said this is his Phoenix and his Martinsville car. And he had good finishes at both. So the one he's using today is a good one. Well, you take him being a, a family-owned team right here, whereas you got J.R. Motorsports up there. J.R. Motorsports got three different race cars. He got yeah. the seven, the eight, and the nine. Well, guess what? One of them boys tears up a car. All he's going to do is go over and tear the decals, decals off of the seven car and put the... Nine decals on it. We're going to still go racing. Might have to adjust the seat. Oh, uh, well, that's, that's simple. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to ask you, if you do get the 25T back on the track, are you going to put one of those steering wheels on there where uh, Danny push your button and get a drink of water? No, it's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. All right. Just asking. No. Let's look at the trucks. They're not racing this week. They won't race again until uh, next weekend in Austin at Coda. Circuit of the Americas. And that will be the Toyota Tundra 225. The point standings there is John Hunter Nemechek is first. Ben Rhodes is uh, second. 46 points behind. Third is Sheldon Creed. Fourth, Austin Hill. And fifth is Matt Crafton. Let's go to ARCA. They're not going to run until next week when they go to Toledo for, as I said last week, the Hers Potato Chip 200. And the point standings there is Corey Heim is first. Drew Dollar is second, Ty Gibbs is third, Kyle Siege is fourth, and Thad Moffitt is fifth. And now let's talk Indy, because they are running Indy today. And they will be running on the road course at Indianapolis, rain or shine. I hope they put Johnny Rutherford on in there someplace. You know they'll interview him at some point. Maybe not this week, but the week of the 500, or the, yeah, the show. Um, Scott Dixon is the points leader. Alex Pillow was second. Palou, I, I guess that is. Will Powers third. Patricio O'Ward is fourth. And those are, uh, Will Power hasn't won a race, but Dixon, Palou, and O'Ward have. Jack Harvey is fifth. Joseph Newgarten sixth. Scott McLaughlin, Penske's rookie driver. And I learned about him last night on YouTube. He's, uh, you know, Penske's got this circuit that he runs in Australia, a stock car circuit. And he talks about it every once in a while. Well, this was his star driver from Australian stock cars. And I think they call them supercars. So he wanted a shot. Penske gave it to him. He's a rookie on the team this year. And down there, they run the races backwards, don't they? Yes. Sir. They go in the other yeah, direction. Yeah. yeah. But you'll see a lot of them supercars. They're BMWs yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, they're good-looking cars. They're good-looking cars. Yeah, they like sure are. But I, I was watching them last night, and they uh, come and clear off the ground on some of these jumps and when they hit the, the turtles and stuff <laughs> on the inside of the track. Uh so uh, let me back up here. Let me go get back to us. Xfinity. I put this on the last page every week, and I always forget to get to it. The starting lineup today at Dover is out. And uh, Ronnie told us how that works last week. And uh, he says it has nothing to do with the Zodiac. 
Daniel Hemrick is on the pole. Justin Allgaier is second. Noah Craxton starts third. Brandon Jones fourth. Harrison Burton and Josh Berry fifth and sixth. A.J. Allmendinger seventh. And Jeremy Clemens is eighth. So he's got a good starting spot. Uh, Justin Haley and Brett Monfort are right behind him. So uh, go, Jeremy. You're starting up front. Let's see if we can uh, keep it I believe that comes on at one thirty today. I'm going to get to that in just a second. I'm going to do the TV uh, in just a minute. We're a little ahead of schedule, and I love it. The IndyCars um, qualified yesterday, and they, you know, have a funny way of doing it. Everybody goes out and qualifies, and then they narrow it down to the fast 12, and they narrow that down to the fast 6. And I had a hard time getting uh, the starting lineup past the first 6. But as I said in the first segment, Roman Groshan in car number 51, the Ware Motorsports heavily underfunded underdog team won the pole position. And um, as I said, at the Bahrain Grand Prix last year, he went under the bottom uh, section of a guardrail. You know, it's like two or three sections high. And the car exploded. And there's a great story about that on the Internet where he says, you know, he thought he was gone. But he started thinking about his kids and everything and his family. And he said, I got to get out of here. And he just had to muster up the, the nerve to get out. Because he was uh, he was in a bad shape. He would have burned to death right there on the spot. Uh, burned his hands. Got a few burns on his arm and his face. But he's, uh, he's on the pole today at Indianapolis on the road course. Joseph Newgarten is second. Jack Harvey third. Alex Palou is fourth. The rookie, Scott McLaughlin, number three. Uh, car number three for Penske is uh, fifth. Connor Daly is sixth. So we've got some different names up front for sure. On down to line seventh is Renus VK, eighth Carlton Herta, ninth is Ed Jones, tenth Simon Pagino, eleventh Ray Hall, and twelfth Will Power. So that's how they'll line up today at Indianapolis. Um, let's just get Formula One out of the way while I'm here. Uh, Greg was going to talk about it too, and he went to get lottery tickets. He's uh, he said he actually watched the uh, Portuguese Grand Prix last week. Uh, actually, that was two weeks ago. But Lewis Hamilton is the point leader. He has only led 75 laps this year. And although he has three wins and only uh, Max Verstappen has one win, Verstappen has led 144 laps. So uh, he's, uh, he's 14 points behind Hamilton. And this is the first year in a couple of years, several years, that Hamilton actually has got some competition. Valtteri Bottas is third in the points. Fourth is Lando Norris. And fifth is Charles Leclerc in Ferrari. Let's take a break. Take our final break. We'll come back and talk about the WeatherTech series and what's on TV. And uh, maybe uh, Greg will be back with our lottery tickets by then. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grant, and mobility assist savings too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Clade 64479-1197 for more details. 
Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Law in Fuel of Chesney as a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. How can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, in Inman. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We can sum up McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwich in one word. Crispy, but also juicy and tender. Okay, it's crispy, juicy, tender. All one word. But then, also pickle. Oh, and potato bun, which is two words. Okay, we can't sum up our new crispy chicken sandwich in one word, so you'll just have to try it to understand it. Order ahead on the McDonald's app at participating McDonald's. Welcome back to our final segment. That's a start me up. It's pretty good for a show called Start Your Engines. I think it works. That works for me. All right. Only other major series we haven't tackled today is the Weather Tech Sports Car Championship, which they've been off for a while now. And uh, But uh, they're running today. And if I skip over quickly to the television... The qualifying, if you can get IMSA TV, and I think somebody told us how to get that one time, um, the qualifying for that at Mid-Ohio, I think I said Road America early. Maybe I said Mid-Ohio. Anyway, it's uh, 1215 to 150 live on IMSA TV, and that's the WeatherTech IMSA Sports Car Championship qualifying. So, let's look at the point standings for those boys, and uh, Ricky Taylor is the points leader. They haven't run in since Sebring, I guess. It's been... About a month ago. About a month ago. Alexander Rossi is uh, second. Well, all these guys are tied because they're teammates. Okay. Um, Ricky Taylor, Alexander Rossi, and Felipe Albuquerque um, are all tied for first. And then tied for fourth would be Olivier Jarvis, Harry Tinknell, and Jonathan Bomarito. And then tied for seventh will be Tristan Vautier, Sebastian Bourdais, and Loic Duval. Oh, I'm not familiar with him. And then the next group um, is a whole wad of them here, tied for uh, uh, 
No, there's just three more, and it's Dane Cameron, Juan Pablo Montoya, and uh, Olivia, Olivier Pa. It looks like Montoya's going to have a, a ride. He may even be in this race today because I couldn't get but the top 12, and there's like another 12 behind that. And I think Montoya's running. Um, Jimmy Johnson's out there, and you can be sure he's pretty far in the back. And when I was watching the qualifying last night, the very end of it, that's why I don't know what happened. They got some brand new Jimmy Johnson commercials, one where he's doing this, uh, you know, this stuff they used to sell on television where you can put sequins on blue jeans and things like that. Well, he's got, uh, he's doing that. He's fixing up like something. A, a bedazzler. Yeah. And he's, uh, he got Carvana across the seat of his blue jeans. I tell you, Jimmy's, uh, hope he's having Making his money where he can. I hope he's having fun with the commercials because the racing's not coming around too fast. Uh, and as I said, when they run to 500 um, and, and all the ovals, it's going to be uh, the old-timer Tony Kanan in there. In fact, I watched the race from 1990 last night, and Kanan was in it. So uh, he's been here for a while. Anyway, let's go to the TV. And... Uh, First thing we have is what I just said at 12.15 to 150. We've got the uh, IMSA WeatherTech sports car qualifying from Mid Ohio, and that's on IMSA TV. Then um, at 1.30, sort of overlapping with that, is the Xfinity Series. Now, the pre race is from 1 to 1.30. They got the race from 1.30 to 4, or as long as it takes, and that is on FS1 from Dover. And we'll all want to be pulling for Jeremy there. And, uh, it overlaps quite a bit with uh, the Indy pre-race show is 2 to 2.30 with the actual race. And this is on NBC, the big station, uh, the mothership, uh, from 2.30 to 4.30. And then there's a, a post-race show uh, after that. So that's Indy cars at the Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway road course with uh, Roman Groschan, the rookie on the pole. And then... Um, the qualifying, which I guess Deb's up there at for the NHRA from Concord, North Carolina, same day delay will be on FS1 from 7 to 8.30 tonight. That's the four wides. And then tomorrow, the NASCAR uh, Winston Cup from Dover will run on FS1 at 2 o'clock with a pre-race from 12.30 to 2. So that's a rather long pre-race. And that is on FS1. And it will overlap with uh, at 2.30 to 5.30 live on NBCSN will be the EMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. So uh, you will be able to see them and not have to go through a MAV TV or EMSA TV or anything like that. So I'm extremely interested in both of those. And um, what we were talking about earlier, the NHRA, the main uh, event up there at Concord will be on tomorrow night the four wides on FS1 from 6 to 9. Well, I'm interested in seeing these Indy cars. You know, I texted you last week about the rear spoilers. Do you see how small they have gotten on yeah. the back of them cars? Yep. And I wonder if next week or the week after, whenever they do go to Indy, if they will bump them up kind of like NASCAR does on different racetracks that they go to. You know, sometimes NASCAR bump theirs up, you'll have yeah. a... A six inch next week, you might have a three inch spoiler. I think it was Greg that pointed out last week that I had noticed it and sort of slipped my mind to mention it. Was the uh, they've even got some of those are plexiglass 
like it's got like a window and a spoiler so the driver can see out. See out the back. That's yeah. Whenever that's whenever they got the big six and seven inch spoilers on the rear that you got to have a section cut out back there just with plexiglass or Lexan. And uh, but these Indy cars are they getting? I'm talking about really aerodynamic. Kind of like. No, go ahead. Kind of like the IMSA sport cars. I yeah. mean, if they if they're not going a certain speed, which you NASCAR boys are getting to it now, mm-hmm. and you notice if they slow down, they start puking that water after them overflows. <laughs> they got they got to be going a certain speed before they cool them off. Did you uh, see the uh, uh, train of thought went right by me? <laughs> Okay. I, I had something Didn't to ask you. Slow and I down forgot the it. station. Just went right by. No, I was in. I was interrupting him. Then I go ahead and let him finish, and I forgot what I was going to say. So, I, sorry, I interrupted you for nothing. Well, that's okay. Okay. Um, but I, I, I watched several shows last night, and this is all on uh, nothing like a smart TV. I, I could go to um, YouTube on there and watch uh, just anything, just about, just search it. But they got a lot of shows about. Indy and uh, old races, new races, what's happening right now. And they've got a guy who's really uh, on top of it. And he says that uh, they've got 31 confirmed written in granite entries for the 33 star car starting field for the Indy 500. And uh, another four or five pretty sures. And uh, if you count all the spares that people are bringing, there's 38 or 39 cars up there. So, you know, it always comes down to the to the last minute that they... It, and, it, it, of course, the qualifying is different now. It's not four days of qualifying like it used to be. And each day lines up behind the previous day. Now they have that the fast six and all that stuff where they get to just leave it. It might be 10, but whatever it is. They uh they they fight it out just amongst themselves without everybody else out there. But that being said, I guess uh, the day before when the rest of the field is set, while they while they try to get that fast ten, um, that's when you would have your bumping and uh, cars trying to fill uh, I guess positions eleven through thirty three. If if it is the fast ten that they have, and uh, so there's a good chance we'll have bumping, and bumping used to be great. I loved it. Well, you got to look at how much that racetrack used to pay for starting a race. I mean, if you had two or three cars sitting around, why not take an old driver and bring him up there and yeah. let him try to make that race yep. because it pays it pays a fortune. Yeah, but you know, it, it always has been a, a great paying race. They had some trouble during the depression in the '30s. But this book I'm reading, uh, Black Noon, for the 15th time, actually about the fifth time, this is when a lot of of the rear engine invasion happened in 63, 61, 64, you know, along in there. But it really, Ford went all out with the Lotus program of Jim Clark and and, uh, Graham Hill was over here and 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 Jack Brabham, who really got it going in 61. But uh, they flew... From Indianapolis qualifying, uh, Clark and Gurney and um, Graham Hill flew from Indianapolis to Monaco. Hill won Monaco, $2,000 purse, and came back to Indianapolis to run for close to 200000 for the winner. I mean, how, how in the world could they have had Grand Prix racing back then and the purse only be $2,000 at Monaco, which is actually their crown jewel? And when I say two hundred thousand, that was nineteen sixty four money at mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Now it's way over. 
It's way over a million. It might be closer to two. But uh, they, Indianapolis does still tell you how much you're going to win. And it's it's been a million dollars for years. And uh, that's a good payday for somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would take it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I well, would take it. even back, you know, a lot of people, I will say a lot of them, but quite a few, that's Greg calling. He must be trying to get in the front door. <laughs> He's on the way, Greg. Live <laughs> <laughs> oh, radio is wonderful. I should teach him the code, I guess, or used to prop it open with a rock. But yeah. anyway, um, he, uh, the, the Indianapolis had a, has always paid more, and a lot of people, what I was going to say, and I remember this time, was uh, retiring in Victory Lane. Like Sam yeah. Hanks did that in 57. Yeah. He said, that's it. I'm done. This is what I wanted to do. And uh, the year Pat O'Connor got killed in 58, the next year, he said, if, he, and that's a sad story. I mean, he had been on the cover of Sports Illustrated that week and was the favorite to win the race. Got killed in the third turn on the first lap. But he was going to retire. Uh and, you know, he is one of the most famous and one of the very first of the Sports Illustrated cover jinxes. Because mm-hmm. he was on it the week before he got killed, you know, previewing the Indy 500. So, anyway, I talk a lot about Indy because I love Indy. We are not going to forget they run 600 miles at Charlotte. And we probably, uh, Greg, uh, can get us somebody from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. We don't want to ignore the 600 because we've had a whole lot of connection there with Spartanburg and David Pearson went into the 600 up there. In fact, his first big win was in the 600 in 1961 when he crossed the finish line on three tires and <laughs> four wheels. Yeah. And uh, so um, we're not going to ignore Charlotte. We're not certainly not going to ignore the Xfinity race up there. And we uh, are going to try to cover it all. Thank you, Greg. Is that a winner? Greg's handing out the lotto cards. Well, I, I requested them to be winners. <laughs> The biggest thing is I, I got the badly needed exercise that I need. Yeah. So things are back to normal. And like I say, I, I told y'all I'd uh, I'd be back. I'm gonna put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> but but at least at least I'm getting. You got back. you got five minutes to to do it too. Oh okay. <laughs> I, did you run? Well, for one, well, I mean you, you're not all that fast, but you went down there and got back pretty good. Well, first thing I do, you know, you got to have cash money to buy a scratch off. You do? Yeah. You I mean, can't put that on debit card? No, you got to put it in a machine, get the cash, then hand them the cash, get whatever you want. Oh, I was thought you were saying you couldn't buy lotto tickets with a debit card. Uh-uh. You go in there, and I, I, I ain't, wasn't thinking, <laughs> get down my glasses, I plug the card in, thing comes up, can't read. Take it out, can't read. Well, I know my wife put a bunch of money in there the other day. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, she had to help me. Okay. She plugged it in, do, 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 spit up my 40 bucks. Okay. Her tickets. Well, you did a good job getting down there and back in record speed. Yeah, but exercise I get in that sun. Uh-huh. Sun out? Is it sunny out there? That noise you hear in the background is Ronnie and uh, Alan scratching tickets. <laughs> well, I don't hear I don't Ronnie. hear anybody whooping with joy. Well, I hadn't scratched my winning numbers yet, but oh. I, I noticed I got the card that says only I can only win five hundred dollars. Well, that's well, that'd be for that, somebody, that's, for, that'd be a card. Well, for somebody that's got three race cars, five hundred dollars don't go far. 
<laughs> Greg, Greg, pull that microphone down and we can hear you. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I told him I want three ten dollar winners, and the woman knows what I was talking about. I said, I said I don't care if they're the same or different. Well, I, I can see right now they're not all the same. I got a mine's. They're supposed to be the ten dollar ticket. Well, I can win three. Yeah, I can win three hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> well, with a ten dollar ticket, you either get nothing. I usually get nothing. But anyway, I'll, I'll, anyway, that'll be something. We, to, we're back. We're back to normal. Okay, well we're that's good. We uh, I I'm think the, Greg, you did a good job today getting Johnny Rutherford. I'm still sort of giddy over having him on the show. But as I was saying just now, we don't want to slight Charlotte. So uh, get us somebody from the Charlotte Motor Speedway, maybe next week, okay, Yep. as a, as a secondary guest. And we'll talk at Applebee's about getting a, a main guest. Like, a, I want to do another indie driver if I can, or maybe um, a stock car driver if you got one that uh, we'll see who's won Charlotte. I know Waldrop's won it about seven times, but we've already had him on the show. Well, we'll, we'll, we don't want a slight stock car racing at all. And just only talk about Indy. So uh, we'll get somebody from the speed Charlotte Motor Speedway, and we'll get somebody that's a driver, a driver from stock car. Hopefully, he's done both. Well, maybe somebody like Rudd or Jeff Bodine. I don't know if either one of them ever won there. I know Kyle Petty won there. Maybe we haven't had him. Ricky, We've never had him. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky ran uh, one Ricard once in his own car. Get Brett Bodine. He ran over your daddy. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a good interview. That would be a good interview. See if you can get him. I mean, he doesn't drive the pace car anymore, does he? Well, he does, and I can answer that for you. I don't know. I don't think he does, but I think he's with the R and D there in a. Uh, oh yeah, he, he, in Concord near the airport. That's where they take it, and and Daddy used to be on the committee up there. You know where approve or disapprove. Yeah, and uh, Daddy would always go along. You know, you had a NASCAR guy to represent, and they'd take two X racers. Yeah. Well, you, now you're talking about when they had the hearings and everything. Yeah, the yeah. hearings. Yeah. Well, they did for Noel Grayson. Yeah. But, but I, that's the that same place is where they, they pull them cars up and start dropping them on the roof from about, and it, you know, the cage don't fall in and yeah. all that. Dino, everything. Uh, we only got a minute left. Any comments on the, uh, the, the new car, the next-gen car that they introduced, like, Two weeks ago now, I guess. Well, uh, we've had two, you know, my brother and them up there at Action Motorsports, right. they actually built one of them. Right. They had two or three other companies that actually built one or two of them. So, uh, they kind of comparing them all out now. Just, uh, you know, you let two different, three or three, two or three different people build these things. That way they can kind of pick and choose what they want out of them and stuff like that. But I saw some woman wrote an article in Charlotte, I think in the Charlotte Observer, saying that, uh, it's the closest that a stock car has ever looked like what's on the showroom floor. And she obviously wasn't around in the 60s. Well, well they actually Ten had... seconds. They actually had Truex in the Action Motors Force and put Bubba Wallace in a different one. So uh, let them drivers compare them. Well, we had a great show today. A lot of laughs, a lot of great uh, information. Deb was fantastic with the information she passed along to us. So uh, let's go out and have a good Saturday. <laughs> Everybody stay safe out there on the highways. And uh, Natalie, get our table ready. We're on the way. And keep it between the fences.
listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Fox Sports 1400's website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. WSPG Spartan.